Welcome to Call Out Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. Ladies and gentlemen, cargo cultists across the world, across the universe, welcome to a new episode of Let's call us cargo cultists. You did. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't I didn't want to shit. Sorry. Let me start no. over. You were rolling though. So. I, I got crew, I got cargo man. cults on the brain. I thought it was uh, about the crew. I see how it is. Talk, you just want to go talk. solo. You can talk to the right. people. Take two. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, call out cultists um. across the universe, across the planet, across the nation, across the city, town, hamlet, village. Welcome fjords, across the fjords. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Call Out Culture. Today we have a very special episode. I am uh, serving as host. My name is Alaska, and we are doing live from the motherfucking liner notes for Sedal Threat, the new album from Wrecking Crew. And as of right now, I am joined. What's that? Shabam, Slablam, Sedal. So Blam Sedale, indeed. I am below, I am joined going from left to right across the uh, gallery view on my Zoom call by Zilla Rocca. Yeah. Ken Castro. What up? And Mr. Prem Rock. Yep. We will have a, a special guest joining us in about a half hour. Correct. And uh, no, it's not casual. So. Oh. Damn. Don't mean to don't mean to break your hearts, but no. you know he's he's somebody shorter in stature, but equally as powerful and important. Sun sees from Onyx. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's actually Buckshot Shorty. <laughs> and five 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 accelerators yeah, in the house. Five FT. Five FT. Yeah. Rap, rap's the rap is so progressive when it comes to height. Yeah, you don't have Big to be time. ashamed in rap if you're no, small. T- did, uh, you ever see how um you know saying. It's like see barely comes above like any um regular record store crate like you know how to yeah be in the middle of the- black thought black thought's pretty short he's a short dude yeah. very ti is very short he's yeah. barely above like record crate also just like the, some of these people are just larger than life when they rap and then right. you see them and you're like what like that doesn't make any sense so, um, it's the tony braxton mysticism so if you if you watch tony braxton videos she's always sitting down she's on a swing somebody's <laughs> talking over but she's short and small as hell. So when she did like the um, joint with Method Man, he's always sitting on the couch, ever see like embracing like face, like face his waist. So I didn't. And my point is, you don't know how small some of these women are because they do cast other actors or whoever they put in the videos in proportion to them. And it always goes back to my main thing. Yeah. By Fat Joe, I thought Big Pun was a body shamer. So they had Big Pun and they had this other guy on the other side of Fat Joe all the time. If you look in the video, two of them. And I, it was an effort. Yeah. Fat Joe looked smaller in comparison to these big sumo motherfuckers in there. And right. that's what I used to think that was their, because they didn't rap, they didn't see yeah, like there, there body was a dude, The one dude on the so cover. So he wore V-necks Gina. and vertical stripes? <laughs> <laughs> the, the dude who's on the cover of Don Cartagena is not a rapper, but he's a big, burly, husky dude next to Joe. In the black and white, and still. I mean, he was on one side, yeah, and then they would put pun on the other side, and I think there was an effort to, um, like, force perspective, like, for Joe Lord, to feel a little like more Lord of the Rings, yeah, make him look smaller because he has this. Googling that right now. And then if you look at Tony Braxton, 
they definitely would hire people that were smaller because you can just film it however you want and you don't know that, every, that she's short as hell and you know and her co-star is just as short erica badu is wild short too yeah yeah, I saw her coming out of Fat Beats once. She's like, yep. no, for nothing. Because then there's other rappers like Busta Rhymes, Capadonna, RZA, um, Ghost, that are huge. He's six yeah. five. Six, Yo, Monto Puffy's four. mad big. Is he? Is Puffy, is he? Puffy's like six five. Yeah, he's he's tall. Really? Wait, uh, are you serious? Never knew that. Yeah. Really? I thought he was like five, eight, five, ten. No, I was surprised. Never knew that. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's like six three, but whatever. He's way taller than I thought. And I thought he was. Tiny. Um, Nicholas Craven is a large guy. Like, like you. Know, I guess you producers, you never know, right? Right. right. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, like Nicholas. Uh, you know, he's in the green room and he's sitting down smoking a, a blunt, and then he got up. I was like, oh damn, you're you're built like a like a rugby player, six four. Oh, he's, two, he's solid too. He's no, it looks like it looks like he hits. A, I don't think he hits the gym like that, but like it kind of you know it looks like it's natural. Like it's yeah, a brick. Like surprises people with how tall he is. But him and his brothers are all like. Absolutely. Well, his brother's like a hooper, yeah. Like yeah, who's like that? Dusty's brother like, like, is like a yeah. pretty nice at ball. Yeah. His, his brother's like six eight and he plays ball. Like she. Yeah. Just, yeah. just the tall so like him, and the other so, brother is like six something too. Three. So, so speaking of playing ball, let's use that as a segue <laughs> to get into the record. So well, um, you know, what what's the concept? Sedale Threat. Walk us through. What was the idea behind it and how does this weave throughout the album? Go on, Castro. I, I, I've answered this a couple of times. I've like other people's voices and I will I will try um, go on. I, I, I could play off it. Um, you know, obviously basketball plays a role in like most of our our text thread that we have so <laughs> we constantly have our our, our takes and, and whatnot and obviously we've grown up watching basketball closely uh my brain whole like has always held an annoying amount of space for fucking stats and players <laughs> and, and, and like instead of like like you know there's sometimes there's like some unwritten codes with things it's like you know you don't use them as a crutch as material or whatever but it's like, how many times can like someone like Conway be like, my shooter's like X, exactly. you know? It's like, okay, we get that line. But it's like, you can't like run away from it as an influence and as a part of your life. It's like, if it's something you're really into, like just embrace it because, you know, there's people who don't understand what we're talking about, still get the idea. And I think like weaving it together with like this loose kind of thread of like being a team sport, basketball is definitely like super team sport. Uh, we're a team, we're a squad. Uh, Sedale Threat is like Sedale Threat. Uh, it was pronounced with two T's, but um, you know, he was kind of an obscure guy. But if you follow the hoops, especially around that time, you definitely knew who he was, right? But like now, you look back, like, man, that, that dude, you know, it's like it's like a, a digger's delight, you know, when you mm -hmm. find cool shit throughout, you know, history and time and culture and whatnot. And uh, basketball is so like emblematic of zeitgeist, I feel so. I don't know, it felt it felt easy. Like a lot of people comment on how fun the record was to make is because it was, it was easy, you know? Yeah. I think, I think the Sedale part also was like, he was a dude that I remember the name when Castro floated it out for the album, but I didn't remember like what type of player he was. Cause I didn't really get into the NBA heavy till like 93, 94. Yeah. And I feel like Sedale, the player was like circulating out. And he wasn't he wasn't on my radar only because like the guys I like were like the younger dudes in the league at that point, like Larry Johnson and 
like Chris Webber and Penny, those dudes coming in and then like Barkley and those stalwarts. So it's kind of cool to own that space for people that, that are probably our age, a little bit older, a little bit younger that do their, their NBA love is not just because the NBA is hot now to like, like the NBA is like social media. It's like, if you're online all the time, you probably like the NBA. <laughs> like, it's just, that's just where it's evolved the last 10 years with Twitter and podcasts and all the other shit. But it's like, I don't know how many dudes that know everything about the Knicks right now the last few years, like know who Sedale Thread is or like AC Green or Sam Perkins and shit. So I feel like we know all those people past, present uh, and current, but I think it's, I think for us, it was a really sharp move to lean into the play on words, but then also not hide, like Prem said, from like, this is something that is a big, uh, a big building block on all of us every day still like it's not just some shit like oh remember that guy we don't it's like how my uncles are like i don't watch fucking the nba anymore all they do is shoot threes and 10 years ago was i don't watch the nba all they do is fucking dunk like they they don't know what's going on you know what i mean but they'll be like yeah but i'll tell you man billy cunningham they'll tell you everything about billy cunningham that ever happened in the world you know the kangaroo kid i was there at the spectrum when he scored 40 points and see guys today they don't have that type of hustle you know whereas like (laughs) you know so um yeah, I came up with the title was Castro. And I'm always big on like underdog players. Like um, I, I came up on inside stuff. I was talking to Zilla about this. And, and inside stuff will, will will have you in a fantasy about a player that's really not that good or it hasn't had that much success for that long, but it's a weekly show, so they need material. So they'll have you thinking of a guy that is this the related and, and I'll ask it also to our listeners. They might have three good playoff games, and inside stuff comes on. And now you have a whole series of this guy. You think yep. this guy is like the greatest guy and, and he'll translate that success into next season, which doesn't happen a lot. If you become a fan of any sport, you kind of low. Longevity is also like the Achilles heel of any athlete. It doesn't always last. You might have all the great circumstances happen for one season. I watched a video the other day about players like Aaron Brooks or Dana Barrows or Troy Hudson. So these guys have their one moment in their life. And Sedell Threat 3, he was a little different because he was the guy after Magic. When Magic finally retired for like the final, no, not for the final time, when he retired for the first time. When he right. retired for the final time, he had come back and played. When he retired for the first time because of that um, HIV AIDS, they had gotten Sedell threat to be their starting point guard. This guy has history, he played on Seattle, he even played for the Sixers at one point. And so I always liked the idea of the man that has to come and replace the man. I was always fascinated with another guy named Pete Myers. He's the guy that started at two guard after Jordan. You're never going to be able to fill these guys' shoes. It's almost impossible. Even like the next um, uh, player, golf player of color, they always try to make them, is this the new Tiger? If he's young, or even a young golf player, like that, that's even more broad. Any of the young guys that they find, they want them to be like as successful as Tiger. And so I was always rooting for those guys. And Sadell had his cup of coffee in the league. And I really liked him, and I, but I knew him, and I was a fan of the Lakers iteration at that time. No stars, role players, and Sadell was nice going left. And that's who, you know, record career, we are the underdogs that fill this today. We're going to fill them, but we're going to do the work. It's one thing to step in and get the um, praise for just the spot, just being the next guy or being, they, they like, there's a lot of guys in NBA that the next guy up, and they get a lot of leeway in birth. Um, I remember there was a guy, uh, I'll finish up on OKC, it was underneath Durant. His name was Percy Jones III. He was just next guy up. And he Her, was on the team. Perry Jones. 
Jones, excuse me. And he was on the team for years, three or four years, and they would just, he was just kind of next up. And so when Durant got hurt that year with his foot, it's a six chance. He had a month, he was starting and everything, wasn't getting spot minutes, and he blew it. He <laughs> blew it. He didn't do well. His shooting percentage went down, and it changed his whole stock, and he was literally out the league in a couple of years. So Dale didn't do that. He, he did his thing. He did as well as he could trying to replace Magic Johnson. And I always kept an eye on players of that nature. This guy named Elliot Perry on the son's name, Socks. Socks. Um, and Rich, Richard Dumas, before he found out about alcoholism. Cats like Anthony Mason and Starks. I was a New York Knicks fan. Those guys I root for. Guys on the Knicks bench. Just cats you just root for. You just wish they had a good day. I remember one time Anthony Bonner had 14 points, like 10 rebounds. And this is the greatest day of my life. Because he, he can't <laughs> score double figures worth If you watch this guy's highlights, he couldn't lay up the ball anything. So anyway, so they'll three. They'll threat when I named it that. When we and everybody agreed, that was the general energy of the project. They're like, we're definitely going to overcome. This, this project was like a long time coming in the sense of something we always wanted to do as a crew, but we didn't get around to it. And we wanted to have all our ducks in a row. Um, you know, we've, we've done compilations, we've done collections, we've done collaboration projects, but to sit down and do a full project from scratch, we knew that was going to be an endeavor. And we wanted everybody to be focused and have their plate clear a little bit to, you know, um, to hone in and, and knock it out. And I think we did just, we did just that. So. What made you go away from the juice theme? And can we expect more sports related themes? Like we would like the Denver Broncos backfield where it's just like everybody, no matter who you put back, Mike like it's Anderson. a thousand yards rushing. <laughs> yeah, Mike Anderson, Clinton Portis. Clinton Portis. You know, from the, from Portis you can just Gary. Buckholder. Oh, no, they Buck had um, Mike, Mike, Mike Bell. Mike uh, Bell, yeah, Mike Travis Henry. Henry. They had anybody, but yeah. They didn't yeah. start with Terrell Davis. Was he like the first? Terrell Davis, yeah, it all started with Terrell was, Davis. But he was actually. Pretty no, he was. I know he was great, but like I remember yeah. that was the start of like, hey, pay attention to Denver running back. So I think the aesthetic leads us, and so we have certain tropes within Wrecking Crew, and so like Zilla was saying, there's no problem leaning into that. All the materials right there and stuff like, you might, we might, you know, between me and Zilla, there might be a Seinfeld project. Love Seinfeld, you might right. find something that will just tap. You know, mixtape about nothing is already taken, guys. That fucking cop right, but, wait, no, but that's not the same. Wait, who did the mixtape about nothing? Wale. I did like three of them. Oh, he did three. He actually had uh, Seinfeld on vocal, like come into the booth and do stuff for him. Yeah, wait, but really? that's not. Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus was on one of them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but, but the, the, I mean, the first one is excellent. It's great. The first one's great. But here's the thing. Rapping. Really, really <laughs> rapping. It's like, I'm going to Seinfeld trivia contest and sat in the front trying to compete. Like, our joint will be different. Like, when we do projects that are focused on the topic, our joints are different. When we do stuff based on The Wire, it's different. When we do stuff based on Snatch, it's different. So even if the idea has been ran through, we'll do it different. But, like, Juice is, like, in our main doing DNA. That's where we get the name reference from. Mm -hmm. If nobody's familiar, that's, that's where we tap it from. So when we did the first couple of juice quote unquote series, it was um it was like collections, like things. Did you have something kind of laying around that didn't have a home? And we would do this collection and we remixed a bunch of things. So it was like some new, some old, some blue. When we um when we do it's those like a wedding. Yeah, when we do those selections. So like um Sadell so Dirt was like an actual LP from scratch, starting with Yeah, so I think we had to change the theme if that I think we had to. Yeah. If that you know, if we were to make a whole new LP, because yeah, exactly, that's what Steel's Kitchen, Raheem's Lament were. were. They were um, pretty, pretty high quality songs that had no home. So right. yeah, 
and then we, we tackle on a couple new ones to, to flush out everything. They'd be like, all right, you know, maybe yeah. we can throw this in. I just made this last week. I don't know. It would be cool. All right. Yeah, this one is like, uh, I feel like I like how um, to get away from those things and move around. Like, we, we were going to make it way more basketball heavy. Yeah, I meant to mention that. Oh, like, glad we didn't, though. Yeah. Yeah, there was going to be like the intros from like old NBA uh, broadcasts. From, like, oh, the we, were get, like, we were going to get, what was the name? Rory, Rory Sparrow on Cameo or something? Yeah, you can, um, well, you can use Cameo. I don't know if you, Alaska, have you ever used Cameo? I haven't. I mean, I know of it, but I haven't used you it. You should totally. If you have like a, if you have like a friend who's like a Jets fan, you, you can find like an old Jet on there for like 20 bucks and say whatever you want them to say. That's it's pretty. Up. It's pretty cool. We're gonna have, I have to get Kyle Brady in there. Yeah, I actually used um, I used the uh, cameo for Fresh Kills' birthday. I got Mark Zoom off the f- former Zoom. Sixers announcer. He hates. Yes. Oh wow. He's a Raptors fan, and he oh, hates yeah. Sixers. So basically, this Sixers <laughs> announcer, and he specifically hated him as an announcer. <laughs> and I was like, it's like, hey, Andrew, like, uh, we heard you're giving in your Toronto fan fanhood. You're going to Philly or whatever. It was pretty good. That's so great. It's it's worth it's worth exploring. There are some random people on there that you would not think are on there. You have to go to the uh, talent under one hundred dollars section. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you. Oh, thirty five. There'll be people. You'd be very surprised who you could get for like 30, 30 bucks. Yeah. 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 We were gonna get more about, but he was expensive. He was like two hundred for a certain amount. Of get like a mob shot or I forget. Yeah. So, well, the- some guys, I, I think they sit there and they bang out hundreds, so they charge much less. So. Yeah. So, so we did. I, I could get Thomas Hennessy, former New York Jet. <laughs> yeah. I, I would get out too. Oh, Twenty nine bucks. Altoon, yeah. Get, I mean, get Adrian they have Morrell, Altoon? bro. Get Adrian Morrell. They might. They might. They might. No, nah, Altoon isn't on it. Lavernius Coles. No, what's his name? What's our running back? What's our running back? Curtis, Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. Yeah, he's yeah, at least two hundred, right? He's got to be up there. If he's on there, he's got to be. So the point is, you can get them for. I bet you Wayne. I bet I know Wayne Corbett's not your favorite. Wayne Corbett is on there. He's probably on there. That makes sense. Wayne, and, uh, yeah, Wayne Corbett's out to get paid. He's got concussion. He's he's hundred bucks worth it. So the original idea was we were going to get a bunch of them to save. Oh, oh, he probably makes a lot of money. Jets fans are probably definitely spending hundred bucks on Wayne Corbett. Oh, oh yeah, fans. I mean Long Island alone, All he's making like you know, Hofstra <laughs> alum. He's killing it. <laughs> <laughs> he does like keynote speaks speech speeches from Cameo to yeah. Hofstra yes. alum. Idea. I, I, yeah. I, I put that line on career crooks just for you to Alaska when I said that white dude's favorite jet is Wade Corbett. I know. I appreciate that. One guy. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the, so the original idea was we were going to get them to do things we needed for the interlude or intros and songs and make it like almost like an old broadcast that we used to like because it was a loss in quality when MB, NBC used to have it, not ABC has it, and ESPN. It's a different, yeah. you know, it's a different. Television it's all different vibe. Do they still use yeah. the John Tesh shit? Nah. That was real. The thing was, those were like produced like soap opera beginnings. It was all this drama in the playoffs between like. Yeah. I remember the big thing about the NBC ones was they would make first and second round matchups really dramatic, even though it's just the beginning of the playoffs. Like I remember yeah. it was um, the Knicks were playing the um, Nets. No, excuse me, the Knicks were playing the, the Pistons, and this was the last year like the Pistons relevant after the bad boys stuff. Mm-hmm. And Pistons still had Chuck Daly as a coach and they were pitting him and then Pat Riley was the Knicks coach. So it was like this, old versus new. And yeah. uh, old thing, it was like, and I remember they flashed with Daly, Riley, Ewing, Rodney, 
time it's Starks and they would put everybody's name on the front. You were just sitting on your couch like it's like, yeah. And it's like it's like the I new time. bully on the block trying to take out the old bully on the block. Yes, and we were so much better than them at this point. It just is a matter of us playing the games. But I remember the high end drama, like when Jordan obviously was playing, like there was always this who will do it now? Are they looking past this game? And so they were very much better at it. Now ABC yeah. is more like you know, graphics and information and um, tech and stuff like that. So and it, it took a lot and it's way brighter. Jalen Rose's hair on. Yeah, 4K is way better, but I rem- just if you look at it, it's way brighter than how the NBC ones just start. Even the stadiums just be dark and there'd be fireworks and stuff. So it, it's a lot different these days. So, yeah. yeah, that was the original idea. Okay. And, um, Prem, I'm, I'm glad we didn't stick with it. So, so when you guys are doing projects like this, do you have like somebody that sort of oversees everything, brings everything together? And then like, what is each person's individual role in this, in this type of a project? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, well, I mean, like, I think we all kind of like, we started off with like, what beats do you have? Um, and, you know, we made a Dropbox folder where everyone kind of was throwing in beats. Later proved to be difficult when we try to figure out who did what. Um, but, you know, <laughs> and, you know, I, I mean, Zilla is usually the one who keeps the task online, but Castro kind of like, will we'll come up with more concepts. I'm kind of okay. just like, you show me where to go and I'll go kind of kind of in this on this specific record I, I would say if I felt really okay. strongly about something I would like you know I would push for it obviously and if I feel strongly about not doing something like I definitely don't just roll with it so um but yeah I, I don't know I, I would say that like uh he uh, Zilla's more the uh uh can be a bit of the task manager or the, the GM <laughs> where the or maybe the president of operations <laughs> Yeah, Caster, maybe the GM, um, and I'm the head of scouting, perhaps. That's very good. Yeah. Okay. So you're like you're like Adam Sandler, just getting takeout. Yeah, I don't mind way. going from hotel to hotel and being like, guys, listen, this is what they're doing. We're gonna do this. You know, we're gonna zag here. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was intimidated at first when we we talked about. I think really what started was like the success of Shrapnel. Midnight Suns, like, because we started as I said in my notes, I read the first thing I wrote for this was like November 2020. So we were obviously indoors, all of us cranking out a lot of work, Cargo Colts, um, which is the name of this podcast, Cargo Co-op Culture. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So anyway, so I felt like we all felt like, you know, and we we had that, we had, I think Raheem came out. I think we were just in a good groove and felt like, well, now if we're, you know, if Prem and Castro aren't touring, this is kind of the perfect time to hunker down and do it because it's just been, you know, it was just way overdue. But looking at, I didn't think it was going to happen because I was like, there's just so many beats we have access to between everyone we're all friends with and have worked with. Smalls obviously being in the mix. Me as a producer, Prem as a low-key ill producer. And then all of our extended people where I was like, this is going to be a fucking mess. Like sorting out we got to have this guy. Well, I like this beat. Well, I don't like, th- like, I thought that was going to happen. You know what I mean? Of like, just can't figure out a direction. And then once we kind of kept paring it down and paring it down and people would kind of start stuff and throw it in the Dropbox, like, you know, think, think, is this cool? Do you want to go? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Now I, I know where to go with this. Okay, cool. All right. You know, where Castro would be like, I think for this song, it should just be prem doing a whole long ass verse where I'd be like, all right, well, I think this song needs a hook. I'm, I'm, I have, I had the mic on. I'll do a hook real quick. Like it was just a communal thing, but I didn't think I really didn't think it was gonna happen. I thought it was just gonna be like a dead Dropbox league. 
that but like two years later when you're like oh your dropbox is full you start being like what what can i get rid of in my dropbox like i thought it was gonna be this shit because it was just i just thought it, we, i just thought we had too many options of which is good to have like we just know too many talented producers but we pulled it off i mean props to everybody involved we did it so speaking of producers you guys really sort of lo looking back on the other two records they're very in-house yeah right so to speak it's like it's it's you it's mm -hmm. it's uh pro it's um you know maybe a griff will pop up or yeah. something like that but you you all really sort of went out of house i know there are people that you work with on your solo shit but on a wrecking crew vibe it's like it's it's expanding what your your normal palette mm -hmm. um how do you feel like doing that impacted this project well there's there's one angle about crews in general where it always work out but people always root for them they always want them to win like people want a terror squad to win you know what i'm saying and so with that in mind there's a lot of producers that are willing to put their best foot forward when submitting stuff to us um I think we, um, to Zilla's point about it not maybe not coming to fruition, that's why I felt like this is a good time to do it. It was like a shit to get over the pot time. And right. We knew we were gonna swing big. So that's why we used the producers that we did. Um, some of them were new to our material, some of them are new to collaborating with us. We knew them, we had work with them. The features, we wanted to swing big. Like that was actually the first thing we did was secure the features. We knew that would cost some money. We knew that would take some time. But that was pretty important to us to um to get some either bucket list cats or just some really talented um hip hop star works that we had access to through our connections and stuff. So I think the difference was like we, we, you know, for a baseball analogy, we use another sports analogy, we were gonna swing big. We were like major league pointing at the Raptors, um, whatever that catcher's name was, and we were gonna swing. So Jake Taylor, played by Tom Berenger, number seven. We, not, not Jack which. Parkman from the second one. No, that's a different. He was a that's a totally different. Yeah, Jake Taylor. We were gonna swing big. Point. Okay. But then he ended up bunting. Remember, he point he called the bunt, shot, yeah. and then he had like the two he, knees made out of like uh, like yeah, sea yeah, monkeys I, and rubber I bands, and he's like, I can totally relate. I have two new hips. That's how I run now in slow mo. Oh, I can't run, <laughs> but <laughs> I can't run yet. But I'm definitely. Ooh, yeah, I saw you shooting some J's though. Yeah, his hand, he's still got his handle, too. He can still handle the ball. I have no legs, so I couldn't. There was no jump to my jump shot, so I was shooting flat-footed. But I don't, right. have, I don't have the strength to shoot. A good arc. The arc, that's all you need. You need a nice yeah, arc. Yeah, you just need the arc. That's it. Sure. It's all on the wrist. Wrist and elbow. Cool. I'm embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. But all my street all my street ballers from back in the day, King Sideway, please forgive me, yo. Because I used to play I used to play there. That's why I used to really play. Dunking on cats, five eight, left handed. Yes, sir. Getting served. Yes, sir. on an eight foot rim. <laughs> no, I, 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 I used to have a forty eight inch vertical. You can For real? Oh yeah, I was dunking. I was dunk. I was a dunk master. I used to dunk all the time. Nice. Yep. I've been dunking nice. since I was five seven, and I only grew like one inch, two inches since then. Wow. Okay. I had the legs. That's now, totally different story. New, new, new piping, new, new mechanics. But back in the day. I get up on you left-handed, leaning like D Brown, boy. All right, <laughs> cool. Let's let's hear that. Um, why don't we take our first break? And then we could uh, come back and talk some more shit. I think by the time we come back, uh, hopefully Smalls will be joining us. That would be nice. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It would. <laughs> don't hold your nice. 
Yeah. Call out culture. We'll <laughs> be back talking wrecking crew. Boom, wrecking crew it is. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The number one crew in your area is here with our debut LP, Sedale Threats, by Wrecking Crew, Castro, Prem Rock, Small Pro, me. This album is nutso. If you love uh, the NBA, basketball, banging ass beats, Thurston How the Third, Casual, Read the Lost Cause, Bruiser Wolf, Alaska, Fat Boy Sharif, Controller 7, August Phenom, Fresh Kills. What are you doing? Grab this shit. Tapes are almost gone. CDs are still in stock. Vinyls on the way. Stream us everywhere on whatever platform you enjoy or support the album directly at wreckingcrew.bandcamp.com. Sedale, Sedale, Sedale. Threat. And we're back. So, everybody, I would like you to welcome Small Pro, who has just joined us. How you doing today, sir? Doing okay. Doing okay. Happy to be here. Thanks Excellent. for having me. Well, we're, we're glad to have you. And uh, I know we're taking up some time on your lunch break, so we do appreciate you joining us. Um, so we kind of went over the background of the project thus far. Um, and since we got you only for a small period of time, I want to talk about one song in particular that is really up there potentially for my favorite beat on the record, which is Black Rock and Roll. Um, it's in a lot of ways, I feel like it's a centerpiece for the record because it's sort of Castro's verse alone just really sort of like outlines the history of re- rebellious music and black music. And, and uh, Pro, your beat is just fucking bonkers and it really sets the tone for drums on this record. Um, so let's talk about that record and how it came together. Um, I don't know if you want to sort of kick it off, Pro or Castro. But um, you know, it's it's one of the big guest guest appearances. So, so what's what's the idea behind the track? Well, um, I know for me, I was actually listening to the instrumental last night. Um, the beat was originally called "Rock and Roll for the Black People" with no vowels. Okay. So it, it looked like you know one of those old like blue uh <laughs> ASAP Rock remember, when, remember when everybody used to to take the vowels out their uh titles yeah, yeah. so um you put the x yeah. the for all the vowels yeah <laughs> so um yeah wow. i just i was thinking of that um i forget where that prodigy line is from from uh my favorite prodigy song ever illustrious yeah, yeah. I think that's actually probably where I got that from because uh, I think I was listening to it because of you, Z. Um, but yeah, the beat just made me feel like, um, you know, just something raw. And I just thought of that, you know, like rock and roll um, angle. But I was really glad when I heard um, that the the rest of the crew decided to go that direction as far as the subject matter, even, uh, you know, naming the song, uh, what, what, what we did. So that's my side of it. Um, 
it's just uh you know just some raw i don't think i don't think i added much it's just like mostly uh um you know a couple loops that i rearranged so it sounds like fluid and um yeah it came together real real nice whose idea was it for that idea on the song i can't remember it was yours I mean, was it was it one of those things driven by the title of the beat? Because it seems like based off of that, you kind of really yeah. I, 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 my memories, I'm old now, but that, yeah, that's I, that's the best my memory can do. Is it had to be because of the title? Tried right to now. squeeze me. They tried to squeeze me out. They were like, oh, "You should play it. the sidelines on this one." I said, "No, no, no!" But I got a verse already written. And I'm like, <laughs> "Now I'm gonna make you cut this after you hear it." And they're like, "Now nah, we're not gonna cut that." Yeah. Awesome. I mean, Prem, Prem does have some of the best. Uh, Rock lines in rap. Oh. That's, that's thank Prim's you. Prim's little spot. His little rock reference. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely his sweet spot. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, there's there's well a reference. Well rounded. I try to be well rounded. Yeah, yeah, it. you definitely do, and it's uh it's pretty impressive. But Castro, I want to talk about your verse because I have that down as my favorite verse of yours for the whole record. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Take that. Take that. Take that. Yeah, okay. I love that verse. It's fucking. Sounds surprised. It's a great verse, yeah. though. Yeah. I let go of the rope with the whole rock thing towards the end. So anybody that's well, like, yeah, but the energy was there. That's what I'm saying. Like I, th- I think you you wove a nice thread through sort of like the history of black music over the last like 40, 50 years. Um, yeah, really like the- sort of connecting everything that's going on now to like the things in the past. Indeed, I did. I just when I figured mm-hmm. out what the song was all about when I, I referenced. Uh, Nirvana in the beginning, so I was yeah. like off, like off brand. You know, it doesn't have to be specific, racially specific. But I was thinking, I was like, why did I talk about Nirvana? If I'm so, but it, no, it just made sense to me, you know. So, um, no, I was just, um, and then also I did a little research. Um, Rosetta Tharp, one of the first Black women to master the guitar, and I, it's interesting. I just went to the African American Museum up in DC, and they have a little piece on her. I think they have her guitar in there. So it it was good to like. You know, thinking about the black rock and roll song specifically, it's good to go to the museum and see some of that like live. They had a lot of people's outfits and instruments. So yeah, I tried to do my best. Um, but I, I I'm I'm remiss because I didn't know that I wrote the first verse. So yeah, um, it was probably the title that led me to write the verse, and then everybody followed suit. And then we um and we went and got the God. Like I think um we had given him a choice of a couple of joints, huh. right? <laughs> More than a couple. Shouts to Thurston. He he did not want to do the record unless he liked the beat. It wasn't like he uh, just he just takes a check and then just gives you garbage. He he ran through at that point every single beat that made the album and then a bunch of beats that didn't make the album until he was like, I like it. Mm. Which is cool. That is dope. Yeah. I forgot. It was a lot. I would send him four or five. He'd be like, all right, send me more. Send him two or three. I'd be like, like these are good send me more i'm like smalls do you have any beats like i've emptied out everything <laughs> it's thurston kept going and going until you, I, I think he kind of put that in motion by picking that joint and then the way it was titled and then everything else it all just it all kind of just snapped in pretty easily once once we got him on board with that beat so if he wasn't on that track there's a chance that that beat never makes the record probably yeah it's most likely i don't think it would have made the record if not wow. for Thurston Howe. I think it came, in, it came in based off the feature as opposed to based off of... Because your little hook thing came later too. Yeah, because it, yeah. it was just it was just like that sample. And then I was yeah. like, I'll just put something in here real quick. 
and I like I shout out like Sun Volt, who's like an old ass like Mississippi blues dude and Sun Ra and all that. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'll just throw this in just to give it like a, a bigger feel. Um, and then that was it. And we we're like, okay, done. Awesome. Uh, since, since we're on the topic of the song, I, a little short aside, I uh, one of my my favorite kind of OG regulars is uh, it's probably in his 40s, early 40s, but he's from he's from uptown, you know, born and raised on like 143rd or something. He runs in and like he, he you know, he, he casually listens to what I do. He doesn't like everything, but, you know, and he runs and he goes, low lives. Let me find out. Let me find out. He goes. I used to. I used to run with the low lives, and I, all. The, and he tells me all these crazy stories about him and Thurston back in the day, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So it was pretty cool. It's cool to like, you know, tap into that lore. There's so much that goes with 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 Thurston and and everything he stands for. So, you know. Yeah, just hearing him when we got the ver- vocals back, and he was like, "Wrecking Crew, Thurston yeah. Howell." I was like, "Oh my god!" Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Very wrong. Definitely, definitely a bucket list thing just to have the rock with Thurston with Brooklyn hard rock. I remember um, my, my thing when Rockin' Time was on was I couldn't wait. I was like almost giddy, like a kid in a candy store for Thurston versus MC Ray's Walls versus. Because I didn't know what either one of them were going to say. And it was just my time to have like hip hop enjoyment. Like, oh my God, I don't have to be so serious. We're not on a night mission tagging up, you know, the, 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 the brightest white horse. I'm just watching these guys rap off their brain and say the craziest shit you could think of. And I didn't have that um, freedom when I was writing back then mm-hmm. or even in my fandom. I just thought these guys were great because they, they were so free in what they can associate with yeah. and what they can pull on. You know, um, he said, um, I think Thurston what's up said, he said they were rocking bell bottoms, but I was, I was still on them straight legs. And it's just like... <laughs> He, he had the one line on like still on them straight legs. He had this line on Lyris's Lounge One, which has the part of it has an age well, but the other part is great where he said, verbally sparring, you hit as hard as woman's boxing. You could lose or you could lose. Those are your options. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so when we got when we got when we, when he hit us back on the email, I mean we were negotiating that's I was really excited about that. Yeah, it was fire. That's fantastic. So one of the other centerpieces on the record is also one of your beats, Smalls. Um, and we might as well talk about it, the uh, Behemoth with Casual. So um, how does it feel to have like the, the two biggest guest appearances on the record be on your beats? Uh, you know, just a, just an honor. That's all I yeah. can say. It was great. Um, it was great to have so many producers on this record. Like, I think that was really, really dope anyway. Um, but that one, I actually didn't like that beat uh, at first. Like, I was trying to send, you know, as much, uh, like, posse cut type stuff as I could muster, I think. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think that was that was definitely one that um, the guys really really gravitated toward. Um, when I heard what they did with it, this is I think before the casual verse. I might be mistaken, but I was really blown away. Um, they made it sound like you know all together. So I, I love the beat now as it happens. Yeah, I think we wrote that one before we got casual verse. Yeah. Really. 
can't remember. Yeah, yeah Z, you remember? Nah. Does anybody remember specifically? I'm pretty sure that when we we were all like I always say we were all in the throes of writing when we got casual verse. Because unlike black rock and roll, we didn't write it after we got casual verse. We just put it first. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't think I remember writing being like this is for. I'm I'm not sure actually. I yeah. I definitely didn't write being like oh my god I have to follow casual. I yeah. just Did what yeah. I wanted to do, and that was there. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, I think that's right. So yeah. did yep. he have all of your verses beforehand? No. No. Okay. So it wasn't like it wasn't like a four three two one situation. No. Nah, no. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, his verse was the first we all heard. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. but I had I, we had all already written our verses. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but then yeah. he he when he opened his thing by saying fee five fo fum, then we that's true. Oh yes, I do remember. He built the hook off him saying that's true. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. Nice. Yeah, because I think came up with the hook. I mean, you 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 all kind of touched on it a little bit earlier about like going outside of the box and trying to like step up on the guest appearances. Like what what do you feel the impact of that is on this project? I'll tell you what, the, I, I think what's the last, the last couple of years, we've been really dope at, you know, building our own world of, of, uh, between all the, the, the compilations and offshoots and solos and groups to where we, we haven't really been like feature heavy. We may have a couple people, but it's mostly like people you, you expect by this point in our mm-hmm. collective. So like, for example, like Fat Boy Sharif on a record, that, that's kind of like expected. Like Sharif's yeah. going to be on record. Alaska's going to be on the record. Dope. Um, but even like having Reef, like, you know, me and Castro and Smalls have known Reef for like 15 years and have done a zillion shows with him and hung out with him. And we've had him on the pod, but we just never had him on like a Wrecking Crew project. Yeah. So like that was great to have him on there next because that that was just that just made sense for us like that was just a fucking no-brainer and i'd see reef every week he lives down the street from me so i see him all the time so that made sense but i think with like with bruiser and casual and thurston i can't remember the conversations we had because it's been a couple years but i felt like we wanted for people to be excited to be like oh shit like it's not billy woods it's not elucid it's not those guys you typically would see us with on a record it's like this shit you know it's like we're bringing them into our world now and then people like Prem's homie there, like seeing Prem's name next to Thurston, it's like, oh my god, or you know, a fan of a certain Arab seeing next us next to Casual, or Word. people right now seeing our name next to Bruiser. I just felt like it was like really exciting for us, and I felt like it would, it would get people excited more so, like just seeing our usual cast of homies that are going to pop up anyway. Yeah, it's, it's rare for me to be like 110% on board with every decision when it comes to like group work in general or duo work uh, or whatever. Uh, but with these features, I don't know. They were just, they, they seem perfect to me. Like every single one of them. Like even like, even Reef, like considering it isn't the most difficult one to secure as you guys know him and all that. But it's like, that's like, Reef is an artist that like, like I, 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 it's hard to explain his like his cultural significance, but it is like he has a lot, you know. Yes. And especially if you're from our era and the East Coast, obviously. But like his name will like still turns heads and rings bells, and it's like it's like the right exact time to get him. I feel like almost like al- alchemy, sort of, you know. Right. And uh, Bruiser was like he's one of the new like he, he's a new rapper, but he's not young, you know. Like yeah. he's he's a seasoned dude. Um, 
did good business and all that and like one of our favorites and like clearly like a critic starling you know and uh casual i mean hyro arguably the best rapper at hyro uh you know that's an argument you can make um yeah incredible west coast you know hero i mean he's like a fucking oakland hero and it's like mm. to rap yeah. next to him and he still sounded as good as he is and then you got thurston where that guy still is like you know really really respected not necessarily prolific but and then yourself you know i don't know the way you slotted in with uh reef man it's like you know how it's like uh i think dano dano released this thing where it's like it's a team sport where like you kind of take yourself out for the better of the team i was like yeah, yeah. i just like sit back and listen to that song i'm like I'm, my favorite I'm, song I'm really glad i didn't try to <laughs> i didn't try to shoehorn myself in there somehow or oh, fight you know what i'm saying because i'm like yeah. I, there's, no, there's nothing i can add to this to the song um and then sharif is obviously the homie and and when we, when we got when we got that verse from him you know he he, he descended quite a bit since then so right you know yeah yeah he's really just constantly going up i'm mad that nobody's gotten the reference of the title of the song like i work really hard to come up with these adam keith yes yeah alaska would not know adam keith i only know it because i searched for adam keith once and i said he was like he was on the sixers right he was on his mate is utah and atlanta okay and his name is spelled k-e-e-f-e and if anybody knows you know i smoke yeah. Um, so, what you do? Do it. Is Zilla on TikTok? Is the next question. Yeah. <laughs> is Castro, wait, wait, Castro, uh, wait, did you grow up in Brooklyn? Hold on. Anybody knows I smoked. It keeps the extract when you have a high end shredder, you pay like 50 bucks for it. It's like when you keep shredding weed, the THC falls off and this thing called Keith at the bottom. So, I wanted I to spell that. And then the Adam part is because Alaska's on the song. Yeah. I was hoping I'll get some Cannibal Ox craziness about naming a song Adam. So Adam Keith. And and it's he's such a rare basketball player. Nobody would like even know. Where that <laughs> I remember from. when I said to you, I was Reef, like, Reef is a heavy smoker too. Yeah, so the key yeah. But I remember I remember we had the vocals and I said to you, I'm like, what are we naming this? And you were and like, hold on. And you texted it to me. And I saw the words and I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, but Everything you just said about the word Keith, I didn't know what that meant till this moment. I just oh, thought I definitely, I definitely knew that part. I just thought it was, yeah, I thought, I mean, I knew that Ad, I didn't actually know the player, actually. You didn't know Adam Keith? I actually you thought know, that's Adam the way he spelled his name and it was just uh, Kismet. And, uh, uh, this is hilarious that nobody knew the, the reference till now. Uh, I gotta, yeah, I gotta uh, say, yeah. um, Castro, I used to make fun of his like song titles, album titles. He has like <laughs> shut me up. In the last, Wait, why, why did why did you make fun of them, and then why did you stop? I want to know these two things. Why you on the phone? I didn't, I didn't like Shrapnel at first. Oh, I, I definitely did not like. Yeah, it. I, yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not a fan. Of yeah, that. he knows. Like I was like, man, I don't know. Yo, Wait, of the name you mean, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I like okay. Because when I saw I him, like, like that's the most Castro name I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But that shit. Me and Prep was Prep was down for days. I trust you. I was like, the, 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 I was like, the K has got to be capital. There you go. Yes. It's got to be capital because I'm into that weird shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah, with Smalls, what shut you up? That what what made what made you reverse course? I didn't. I just the the music made sense with the title, and yes. same thing with the song. 
So, but that's just, that's cat. That's just, it's very Castro. Like that, that's all, that's hot, hot, the best way I can put it. Um, Absolutely, like, you know. Text threads of me, somebody asked me to title something. I think Ethel C probably got it the worst because she was coming up with something. And I think I've sent 200 suggestions. No, like, he's the best. You can't go I, back I, I this, yeah. But there will be like 50 to 60, so, but maybe 100 suggestions about when you want to name something. And I'll just go ham with it. And I'll be thinking about it for yeah, days. You and you're, you're always going to throw opium in there. Opium is always an option. Uh, one time. <laughs> opium wave. Opium Christ. Opium scripts. No, somebody did name this stuff. Opium scripts. That's actually somebody's album. Opium scripts. I can't no, remember. No, the only time I ever named something like you on purpose was when we did Griff Company when I, I named it Company Dro with us and Mike Eagle. Oh, I'm like, okay. that's a Castro-ass title. Company Dro. That's funny. Everybody wants a piece of the science, but they don't want to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Smalls, you how, you you got to bounce in a couple minutes. I forget how long you. Yeah, I got I got like five minutes. Okay. Or not? Ask him, Alaska, before you bounce. Did you eat? Uh, Did you eat lunch? Well, yeah. Let I me earlier. Hand, while I, I got you holy. here, what um, what are your like favorite favorite verses from everybody? Oh or, man, like, you know, just like a quotable if you have it. Oh, I can't think of Just any. While we got you here, I mean that's gonna be a next segment. Yeah, sure. So while you're here, <laughs> um, man, I like uh, I like the Adam Keith. I've, I've been listening to that because I've been trying to make a like you know short IG clip for it, but I've been listening to that heavy. The uh the song I forget the name the song that Locust one of the songs that Locust did. Ah, uh, what is the name of that joint? Uh, he has like three joints. Is it, uh, uh, six fo. Yeah, great. yeah, six fo. Oh okay. man. Yeah. Yes. Be wild. That's a good. That's a good yeah, story. Yeah, Lotus did work on there. Yeah, he's, he's that's really a good story with six fo. Ain't there, bro? We got a little story with six fo. Because it was um. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it was kind of like a, a cannibalized shrapnel song with the yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we we had the topic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to to to. Piggyback on the locust praise, yeah, kills hit me up and was like, "Who the fuck is locust?" He's like, "This dude kills his beats, kills his beats on the record." So, yeah, he uh, goes off. It's a dude with a, he's on the white label too, the Arm and Hammer white label. So, and yeah. he did a lot of stuff yeah, on, on little Robert Hutton. Yeah, it proves people Hutton. don't read the yeah. read the credits. Correct. All yeah, over. He's all over. I knew his stuff. And well, also on Six Fold, the hook is a uh, is a nod to um, let me ride. Yeah. Let me ride. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, hey, so pro, real, real quick, what's your favorite non-pro beat on the record? Oh, my favorite not pro beat. Um, crooked leg culture. Ah, yeah. analog tape dispenser. Yeah, took us a minute. That is that is my favorite one. Took us a minute to find out it, who did it. It's very yeah. like um. It's very like concerto in X minor. Yeah. Yes. Kind of like that sort of like 90s fast soul loop vibe that you don't hear a lot anymore. And somehow it works in the project. Thank you. Yeah. It's like super dank and like underground. I was yeah. surprised if it worked as well as it did actually. Yeah. I, I, this whole time I thought it was small. Smalls <laughs> I, I did too, honestly, when I was listening to it this morning. I, like, I didn't really pay attention to who produced what until this morning. And I was like, yeah. Oh. 
maybe, I, maybe I that's why that I like was you. So much. Oh, that was the ills. That was the ills of um, what is that? Microsoft spreadsheets, misinformation, and old emails. I had to go dig through my emails to figure out who produced it because yeah. it was, of course, my fault. And so it was like I thought this one producer did it. Then I sent them an apologetic email. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. But like, cool, actually- wasn't my B. <laughs> yeah. I'm like in the band camp changing the producer name. Then it's like it wasn't him. Who was it? Okay, change producer. Name. So I'm calling him? back. And I, my main my main concern was the physicals had already been printed yeah. at this point. So I, I felt bad about them not being credited. But I was like, well, we we can at least get the digitals right. And most people, you know, metadata. Sometimes they don't pay attention to things that they can. We can say formally whatever it is. And that was two out of three. If the streaming and um, and others in Bandcamp have it and the physicals don't, I thought we'd be fine. So I sent out one, and the guy was like, "Oh, thank you so much." But I didn't produce that beat. That's not me. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I went sent, and that's so I sent the same type of apologetic message this time. I think I was on IG or something to so another producer. I thought it was, and he was like, "Oh, that's not, that's not me, homie." But they good look out. I said, "Oh, okay." And now I'm at the point where. Who the hell is this? So I go searching deep, digging my emails, and I find I recorded it at Dove's place. And then Dove sent me stems. So I'm like, oh, Dove must have done it, right? Because I saw Dove was like the most, as far as I was going, I was digging my email. So I thought that was the most recent, like, I mean, the most far, furthest back communication. And I saw Dove. I said, oh, Dove, so did you produce this? Dove said, I didn't produce that. It's a good beat, though. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, so now, I'm, if, if anybody's been keeping this score, I'm with you, like, three producers and my engineer. And we couldn't find out who this beat was. And then Dove found something in the notes. And then I said, oh, wait a minute. And then, so, but even still, it was too much than we thought it was. But I still had to, in my email, I had to find their real names. And I could not remember them. And I was mistaking them for each other. So I had to find their real name because me looking up their producer name was not helping. Finally found their real name. Um, the email was from 2020. It was from way back pre-pandemic maybe almost. And then I, I said, okay. And then I finally sent him a message and he said, he's like, oh, it's all good. I forgot myself. Castro. Was that Castro or was that? That's no, Smalls. I, I, I think that's Smalls. Oh, okay. He's crossing yeah. the highway. Got yeah. you. Okay, cool. Because it just drowned out everything else. You just catch on what's a bad headlet real quick. Jet engine. Selling citrus on the exit. Sorry about that. Smalls had a mute. He said, sell him one dollar more than it's over 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cold water Ice cold hey. water. Telling you all. Yeah. Um, were there any features that you wanted but didn't get, weren't able to secure? Because you had some you had some big ones. So, like, you know, any producers or any uh, guest verses that you were hoping to get and you weren't able to secure? You don't have to say names. I'm on every project. Was it, was it someone who was priced, that was priced out? I can't remember. Um... Maybe not. No, I, I think I think everyone. But I think we've been we've been like loosely trying to get a hold of Big Just, but that that's that wasn't yeah. for this project. But that's just in general. We've been yeah. trying to get a hold of that too. I, I mean, he's, he's, he's communicated with me. I've emailed him. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think anyone said quote us too high or or gave no, us a, a high hat. No, I don't, I don't think, think anybody, anybody that we were and beats it, it beats it. It could I felt like it could have got way deeper if we wanted it to, but yeah. we just had so much laying around. I think, so, I think yeah. with you the know. beats, there was there was a moment where either Castro or me or you, I, I can't remember who it was, where we were just like, we had to put a cap on the beats in the folder because we could just spend a year going through it. And we, we just yeah. say, like, these are the ones we're using, 
period. Yeah, we like did. The only, yeah, we did have. Like the only late arrival was like the Sedale Low Pro interlude with Smalls. Where we were like, "Yo, you should get a beat just to flex on your own," like he has on um on Raheem and Steel. What was like, that was like the what, last beat we added, really. Would have maybe pushed for Stove God if if, oh. if hindsight being maybe that I'm sure that would have been too much for us. I think I think his name came up, but we were just like, it's gonna be obscene. Five five racks or something crazy. Yeah. Hey, we did think about Boldy. Boldy came up. Boldy, yeah. I think we did. did come up. But then we were like, then we talked about like numbers, we were like, it's just not gonna work. Yeah. Jay Treads came up. Jay Treads. Should, I spoke with him yesterday. He should, he should always come up. Look at that little yeah, flex. The last guy. Oh, I just spoke with Jay Treads yesterday. <laughs> no big deal. There's like, yeah, there's like you. Reddit threads. Where is Jay Treads? And uh, <laughs> Tim's like, Tim's like, actually, <laughs> he's on Instagram. He's at, Shake, <laughs> he's at Shake Shack right now. <laughs> Shake Shack. So mentally came up. Uh, oh yeah, we did say that. Yep. Wait, were you able to find him? Were you able to yeah. hunt him down? No. Nah. Man next to man, and it, it looked like a dead end. We couldn't because I think yeah, yeah we had email or something like so yeah we did try we did try yeah i found a couple like handles for his like record label and stuff but i've never been able to get through yeah because then it was the whole thing about was it sermentalic or scaramanga and yeah this, yeah we could have had a boast if you had the right if you know if you had enough bread yeah, so, yeah. That'd, be that'd, be that'd be worth it that'd be worth it that would have that would have been dope to have scaramanga and sermentalic on the project you know what i mean all right so let's let's take our final break and then we'll come back with our favorite shits all right let's do it what's going on fallout culture listeners it's mighty healthy here producer half of mighty cannons the collab album between myself and his cannons on grimy nobody records i'ma just be honest you're not going to find more excitement and action planned in the 30 minutes. Production-wise, we got 8,357 beat switches on there. I am not exaggerating. We have beats with actual drums and bass. Wow, what a concept. Your favorites don't do that. We have lyrics that are insulting. You want to be insulted for 30 minutes? And it's not just by Ace. We got Decide the Gift on there. We got King Mike and Infamous on there. For all my King Mighty 1 and 2 listeners. Substance 810. We got Jamil Honesty twice on there. And we got DJ Grasshopper doing some scratching. Oh, and you know, we got Capadonna just chilling on track 8. Hi, go check that out. The Mighty Cannons is out everywhere on every streaming platform. Spotify, Apple, LimeWire, Radio Shack, you name it. But if you want to give us money, which you should, you should go to GrimeyNobody.com. That's G-R-I-M-E-Y Nobody.com. The website is beautiful. The merch is handsome. I think we still have a couple vinyl left. We're not like the other guys. You're not going to wait 28 months for a vinyl because it's shipping out of Earth 612. If you get a vinyl now, you probably get it in a week or two. And if it's international, about three weeks. We still got CDs left. We got a couple of shirts. We have three-foot frame posters. I mean, whatever whatever your fancy is, you probably got it. Somebody said that it might be 20% by the time you hear this. Or not. You never know. You got to check it out. Anyway, Ace Cannons, Mighty Healthy, Mighty Cannons, out everywhere. Grimy Nobody Records. Okay, bye. We are back. So I, I have one quick question before we get into our favorites on the record. Um, I saw one of the producers noting that 
it was real nice that you all listed the producer names in the artists yeah. um, on the, 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 you know, the digital streaming platforms. Do you, that's not, it has nothing to do with the question, but it made me think of the digital streaming platforms because there was a lot of talk about it being on digital streaming platforms as opposed to like previous Wrecking Crew efforts. Right. So yeah. what was the focus on making sure that people knew that this was all over like the digital pre streaming platforms and not keeping it just to like a band camp sort of purchase only option? One, it was not listening to me. I'm weird about that shit. You ain't want my, my suggestion. Not listening to me. Like, you I didn't want it. I thought you, you, you never said you didn't want it on streams. Yeah. Yeah, just as Zilla, I'm weird about streaming. Yeah, so I got because Castro really looks at it as like it would be like putting it would be like putting a, a child in front of like a, a, a five hundred piece jigsaw where you're like I yeah. like puzzles okay how about this five hundred piece jigsaw like no I don't like puzzles anymore you know what I mean I'm not saying you're a child but it's like the thing you like because you stream yourself because <laughs> like meaning like you stream music but then like the whole process behind it you're like no I'm pissed I'm just not into yeah. it and me and Paul like, like uh, no yeah I'm not a fan of the process right exactly yeah right. okay. Yeah. It, it's yeah. also just like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like we got these, you know, we got casual, we got Bruiser Wolf, you know, Thurston, like these are, you know, we want this to be shared widely and right. we, yeah. we, we have enough faith in our base that there were, that people are going to buy it, that want to buy it. They're going to buy the merch and they're going to do that, you know, and a lot of people I do believe like buy it and then stream it and then get those, help those numbers. And, you know, it's a necessary evil. We all know it pays shit, but it's like, we're not going to sit back and be like, uh, we uploaded on Spotify. Fuck Spotify. Don't use Spotify. It's like, yeah, it's uploaded on Spotify. Use Spotify. Right. We took the time to do it. Right. If that's what you use, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think we just want it to be, uh, we want it to be super ubiquitous and it's our signature record. And, right. you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and that, but then also that was like the prompt to be like, let's put Steel and, and Raheem's Lament up here. And then let's put out the casual song as a single. Let's put out the Bruiser song as a single to make it something more than just like, Hey, you fuck with us on Bandcamp. We, you've been good to us. We've been good to you. It's like, I want, like Prem said, I, I want, if we have a song with casual, where we can hang with this dude and we, and bruiser and reef and all these people, like I want their fans that don't know us to hear us on some playlists and go down the rabbit hole. Like some of my fans I got to this day, they heard me because of Prem. You mm. know what I mean, like I got, there's podcast fans of ours that found us because of hangar 18 and Adams. There's people that caught the yep. shrapnel record that caught me. So it's like, there's no downside to me in having a wide as net as possible. If we can, you know, rule out a dissenting voice in the room, which was Castro in this situation where it's like cargo Colts, there's just two of us. And you're going to say to me, no, we're not no fucking streaming whatsoever. And I'm like, well, okay. If it was Prem was in the group, we'd be like, fuck you. It's on Spotify tomorrow. You know I mean? <laughs> also, I want to shout out the, um, the cover art and the back art is done yeah. by my man Gabe Karagiannis. Um, yeah, it's Griff's homie. It's Griff and um, Jason Griff. And me and him worked on a long, arduous process. It was an actual painting. He actually did oh, wow. those actual paintings he did. Very dope. And um, the front is scaled, is a Sedale Threat. Um, actually, like a, a version of Sedale Threat wearing a reckless New Jersey. And the back is actually a version of Xavier McDaniel choking out an opponent. Yeah. yeah, and shout out, shout out your homie Crypt, Cryptic One Crypti, because yeah, he did a great job on the. He had to, uh, he, and he had to sort through uh, a fuck ton of you know files and verses and beats and things from all types of origins. So he did a mm -hmm. 
he had his work cut out and he, he delivered. So shout yeah. out. So, so. Props to Andrew at the 11th hour, like flipping all this shit together for vinyl design, CD, cassette, everything. Yep. Cause it, it, it was hard for him to be like, can you, like, can you change this? He's like, fuck, I gotta go to work. I'm like, can, can you just change this one thing for me, please? He's like, all right, <laughs> I'll do it tonight. So he was, <laughs> Andrew was working around the fuck o'clock on a deadline. Shout out to Andrew. Yeah, he hooked it up. So this, this is definitely like a crew project in every sense of the word. Um, if not in the actual material that people quote unquote hear us with, we definitely relied on some of our um, common collaborators to get the artistic. Yeah, and, and shouts to Dove who who recorded a lot of a lot of my parts and a lot of uh, Castro's parts. That's what's yeah. up. Um, all right, so let's get into it. So I, I have two categories. The first is favorite line. So we're gonna write person name, and we're each gonna give our favorite line from them. Oh fuck! So we'll start with Zilla. Ugh. My favorite Zilla line is "You fucking never had bread on some Atkins shit." Mm. <laughs> that was my shit. Who you got, Castro? Um, for Zilla or for anybody? For Zilla. Yeah. For Zilla. Oh, geez. Oh man, I, I didn't prepare. Um. Uh, Z, what's your last line on six four? I uh, said, um, uh, folk heroes, Tremaine folks, and old magazines. Basketball gum brawlers, dope dealer, skinny baggy jeans. I, th- I think that's pretty much it. Something like that. Yeah. And you say shit smell like roses? Yeah, shovel like shit on my name, but I always smell like roses. Biatch. There it is. That's there it is. What about you, bro? Uh, no fear like the clothes white boys would wear. You I love that voice. Like <laughs> and, and Z, what's your favorite line that you dropped? Uh, yeah. Um... Probably either the 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 Rusty Greer line on Crooked Lake Coulter. No one's caught that line. He was an outfielder I, for the Rangers. You still only yeah, I got it. Rusty Greer. Yeah, no one gave me, no one gave me props for that. I'm waiting, so I'll give myself props. But uh, no, that's like a little that's like a little Philly stupid part. Uh, the three man thief, I think, where uh, I was talking about like I had mob deep pain on my backpack while my my girlfriend played Eve Six at the fucking first crow soundtrack. <laughs> Needless to say, yeah. we were not a match. We were not a match. <laughs> you can't have a Bob Deep Dragon drawn in white out on your backpack and date a girl that fucks with Third Eye Blind and Everlast. Uh, it's tough, yeah. Nah, it's just not meant to be. She was a sweetheart. Yeah. Shouts to Colleen. Not at, not at that age, anyway. Yeah. Um, all yeah, right, so favorite Castro line. For me, it's LP and Ace told me to tell you to eat a bag of dicks. That the... Uh, DeLorean. 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 Yeah. That's yeah. I love that line. Uh so uh Prem, what's your favorite cash line? Um it's probably either um the opening sham god motif. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's just so dope. And it's like on that beat, I don't know, it just really, really works. And then um the uh oh what the hell? Oh, the opening lines on Adam Keith. Did you miss me? Couldn't stand away in Timberland. I'm just like, I don't know. That shit just like, sometimes it's not like, it's it's his inflections. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. I and mean, there's like a ton of basketball ball. Yep. Going, uh, it's more of that for me on this, on this one. What do you got, Zilla? Um, I'm trying to find it on Odom. It's when he said, when he says, he says, only only left Greg Ant try to, fl- try to fly KJ's head. Oh, 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 
Scott was so powerful, wakes up the dead. It might wake the dead. That's like the most early 90s NBA on NBC fucking line. Talk about Greg Anthony punching Kevin Johnson. Oh, yeah. Only left Greg and tried to fly. It, it came out weird in the recording. Okay. He was trying to fly KJ's head or trying to flake KJ's head. But it was this time where KJ fouled Doc Rivers really hard. And <laughs> Greg Anthony was, um, he wasn't even activated. He was on the bench wearing a white shirt with these different colorful flecks on it. He was not even in the game. He was not wearing a uniform. And, and KJ really fouled Doc Rivers hard. It was at the end of the game. And so... KJ and Doc Rivers kind of square off. But if you knew Doc, Doc was just going to huff and puff and like Oakley's going to carry him off. Nothing was really going to happen to it. And out of nowhere, you see Greg Anthony in this white shirt, black dress pants and shoes come flying off the bench, coming trying to get, trying to hit KJ with a tomahawk. And you know what, you know those things, somebody clips you a little bit and you don't, you know, it doesn't connect. Right. And I just remember, I never will forget that. I was like, kill him, Greg. And I was a Nick fan. I said, get him, Greg Anthony, get him. He's fucking bullshit ass KJ. He's a fucking punk. He's a punk. Look what he did to Doc. This one I can call Doc Rivers Doc and call him Glenn now. And um, and they were fighting. And this, I, was, I just couldn't believe. It. I just love my next back there. This motherfucker was not activated. He was not even supposed to be on a bench, baby. And he comes in to fight, flying. He was running. It was, it was in Phoenix. He ran up the bench. And then also, um, uh, Mason Scow so powerful it might with the dead and um, that I just love Anthony Mason I'm a big fan of him. yeah um, God rest his head and just Mason used to just look at you he used to curl his lip and I know they used to lie he, they were scared of him I saw him in person once at West 4 and no lie I didn't you know sometimes you don't see <clears throat> basketball players like at your level even if you go to a game you might be up in a seat you might be high you might be low there's different vantage points when you're on the ground, this is in West Fork in Midtown in Manhattan, and at that West Fork court, that famous court, and he came walking by, and literally he was like, "Yep, he was literally like two of me standing next to each other." That's how wide he was. Well, I got a human. Yo, I got I got oh Anthony Mason's autograph once when he was on the Hornets. Because nice. me and my buddies used to nice. we, used to, we used to roll by the hotels afterwards, and when they would come back on the team bus, he gave my homie his shoes, and we were like in fifth oh, grade. Wow. His fucking converse, you could fit like your entire arm in his shoes. Yeah, that's how cool he was. He's like, here you go, kid. Take my sneakers. God rest the dead. I love that. Damn. Wait, do you you say who shocked you? Root shock was then shot your cousin? Yeah. That's so that's cool. um that's um based off that Roots album, Who, who shot, shot Your Cousin. cousin. Yeah. And, but that's that but that's an adaptation of something else, right? And then you shoot your that's cousin. That's a book. That's yeah. a book. Yeah. And then you shot your cousin. And that's it's like that's a that's a crazy. Crazy line. It's the worst Roots album of all time. So, Castro, what's your favorite line of your own? Um, it's um, it's well, one of them is the Adam Keith. Um, back from the ice, Simon Phoenix. Did you miss me? Because I love Demolition Man, and um, you know he was all jumping around on one leg. <laughs> Castro, what, what was the password he used to get out? Of the um, the oh, to get out of the original. Yeah. Yep. Teddy bear. Teddy bear. Everybody Teddy knows bear. that. <laughs> this is why we're back. I love that movie. I think I even watched it this year. I actually have school day queued up right now. I'm going to watch that movie. Dude, I, I made oh, my mom take me to see that in the theater for like my 11th birthday. She was in for quite a shock. <laughs> school day was definitely a shock. But yeah, I love Devin Lister, man. Um, 
yeah, you know, like Sylvester Slow. So I always try to give me a little Simon Phoenix reference in when I can. So nice. that's, that's, that's part of my thing. All right. So for Prim, my my favorite line, I think I might have mentioned this on Twitter, your album art's hard to endorse, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, the rock lines are, are just killer. Word. Thank um, you. I, yeah, I worked at a CD store. We weren't even allowed to put them out. We, weren't, we, we couldn't put them out, right? Because kids, kids couldn't see it, right? Yeah. Right. And so you'd have to come and ask for it, you know. It's like, oh, that's very funny. Like, like gourd, like skeletons and stuff like that. Yeah, they're like butchering wow. babies and shit. It was oh so yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was wild. And they're not even. Uh, uh, you would know better than me, Tim. Are they any good? I never listened to them. They're okay. They're I okay. mean, like, I'm not checking for them. But the funny thing is, they're. I watched a documentary on them. Yeah. They're managed by the same guy that manages the Goo Goo Dolls. Wow. Because <laughs> they're both from Buffalo, New York. So they're like super uh, tight with one another. I didn't know Yo. that. Man. Yo, yeah. did you did you remember them? They were in um they were in Ace Ventura. Yeah. When he goes, he's like, I New know. England clam chowder. Is that the red or the white? White. <laughs> and he walks out this- Cannibal Course is playing. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean they're uh, they're super heavy, but it's you know, I've I'm not in love with it. No. Yeah. Um, oh. My favorite prem line is, um, "I've been the real deal since Matt Piv fielded the headbangers ball." Yes. And then I just <laughs> right, caught one. I just caught one this past week. I was I was te- I was texting or DMing with Jesse to tree about it when you said, and I heard this song a million times. I just caught it when you said, "Block them like Hextall, hex y'all from now until before your son came out your left ball." <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty dirty, man. That was haters. It was great. Can be, can be, can be a real basketball. My favorite is um, Prem. What's the um, what's the run at the end of Supreme Rock? We thought the station was supposed to ask was nice. Oh yeah, um, whether we shit ass was nice. Uh, yeah, shit ass was nice. yeah. But that whole that whole little run at the end of Supreme Rock. Word, thank you. Yeah, that was, that was marching orders from you. You're like, go, go crazy. And I was like, all right, let's go. All right, so the story hey, was Prem. So I've been trying to get Prem to do this story about one of his experiences overseas, and he hasn't written it yet. And it's supposed to be like for a shrapnel song or whatever. Okay. He ended up writing about something else. Yeah. And then I tried to tell him to do it for this song. So I said, like, yo, this Prem is all you, because we, we were having like line up things about who's on what. And I said, all right, Prem, you get a whole song. I'll do the intro and sing something. And Zelly will sing background vocals. And I wanted him to write about this experience in this country. He still didn't do it. He wrote about this one. So I was I was so happy. So so Prem, what's your favorite line? Um, I'm not sure if it's my favorite line, but it's like I, I no one's gotten it yet. And it's a a tool is still a tool by any other name. Box him out the lane of perfect circle. Perfect circle was uh the lead singer of tool's next band. Yeah, yeah. he's still a tool. And he's a fucking tool anyway, that dude. He is a but, uh, tool. Wow. I was like, I wanted somebody to get that one, but I don't think anyone's got it. But again, it's pretty rock. It's pretty circle, and I thought it was like wrestling or something. I don't know. It's still, it's pretty rock. Rock the first album um, fire. The yeah, first this, this, is, this is also a preview of Prem's lyrics of the next rap record are insane. So I challenge any of the listeners to pay attention to when that shit drops. Right. Yeah, I mean... Fire. I, I, I was in his phone. I'll say that much. Yeah, that's what's out, of, out of his brain, and this is his partner talking. And he, not, it's not a matter of him outshining me or anything. It was just like he went literally in. It's like I was in on most songs, and then once I pulled myself, 
I'm very nervous to learn these live. I'll tell you that right now. Difficult. There's three songs in particular. Three. There's three, three songs, songs where it's like you know, you know. You, I mean, we all understand. Like when you look back and you're like, "Oh man, yeah, I did that in the studio one time." But can I yeah. do that? Can I do that again? I, do that I, live like, I, I don't really. Basis. I don't really know. So we'll see. We'll find out. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, unfortunately, that falls to me to help him get those off live. Okay. So, all right. Favorite guest uh, guest bar for me it's uh-huh. Brewster Wolf where he says. The watch got a rocky top like Tennessee. <laughs> Yo, I was playing this song and and uh and my girl uh you know she she obviously listens to what I do but she was just like yeah what is this and she, I'm like my girl loves the Bruiser Wolf like, this is like, this, uh, is this is one of our new songs I was listening to the master she's like this is the best song I ever heard you make basically I was like okay what piranha hands yeah nice piranha hands my um is um. There's two. I'm gonna cheat. I don't care. Um, one is casual. I put the wisdom uh, to your metal like braces, bro, because it's a triple entendre. When you break down what he's saying, <laughs> put the metal to your wisdom teeth like braces, and that actually happens. Braces and wisdom teeth. When you're talking about a gun to your head, or or to your girl's to head. Your girl. To your girl's head. Yeah, that's how I took it too. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then my other favorite line is, I got to lean on me like Joe, like Joe. Lean on me. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That, that's one of the craziest things Ice on I've me, like an injury. That's what I got to lean on me like Joe That was the first, oh yo, when, when, we got, when we got the feature back, right, from Bruiser, I, I think I was with my, fa- I was like, this all happened when I was like down the shore or something. So I just forwarded over to everybody and I couldn't listen to it yet. That catcher just goes, I got to lean on me like Joe Clark. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's a great line um yeah that's a masterpiece uh my vote's for reef where he says i bust your head and do the cha-cha slide that's the love that it it's a fucking awesome verse and then when we got we got the look from trill bro dude at bald online my favorite sixers pod when he says yeah yeah, and now ask me if I'm great, unstoppable, like Maxi on the break. I think um I think Alaska got I think Alaska got my favorite when he goes uh Brenda's got the big old butt cheeks. I got the king tuck piece of size of little Maurice. I don't know why. Like when you when you do the um one of my favorite things rappers do and, and Alaska, you're 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 very good at it, is when you like butt cheeks, tuck piece. Maurice, so you're not bringing me back to that one, right. but yeah. it almost makes me, it makes my brain like think it's that way, but it, and, and it's not, but so it makes it slicker to me. It makes it like better writing as a writer to me. It's like to let me kind of like, I don't know. That's just, that line's great. That's just, I was really proud of that line. <laughs> great. It's a, it's a really good line. Yeah. Yo, and then probably like- uh casual, um, just like, uh, the, the, the whole petty and past that like I'm smoking with my neighbors. I don't know. Just his, his Oakland flavor and twang is just so great, man. So yeah. Small We're left clean yeah. with the girl. The name dropped us. And the yeah. way he pronounced Prem and Prem made me name Supreme Rock that way. Yeah. So he, like, you know, almost like like it almost sounds like 
it's his accent anyway. You know what right. I mean? Like, right. it, and it's not like he thinks it is prim, but he probably did think it's prim, obviously. But you could like, prim, like you know, you could see yeah. that Oakland. Yeah. Kind of, now you prim rock. That's another like prim yeah. rock. That's another. Like, you couldn't see me rocking with an Oculus headset. He, he, oh, he, he can call me whatever he wants. All right. So, so now we're gonna we're gonna go bigger. We're gonna spread out. We're gonna take a bigger aerial view. We're gonna look at favorite favorite verses. You don't have to you know drop the whole verse. Just we can lightning round it, but. All right, what's everybody's favorite Castro verse? Well, we're sticking in the mix. Yeah, I bet. Favorite? What, wait, didn't we just do this? We just said our favorite. No, we did favorite line. I want to know the whole oh. verse. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're pulling back. Um, Wow. Uh, I'm going to go six foe. I know. Okay, uh, I'm going Black Rock and Roll. I mentioned it earlier. Uh, uh, what, favorite Castro verse? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to go Piranha Hands. Okay. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm taking my back real quick. I'm doing three man thieve. Mm. That shit is mean. We're not even giving yeah, out a lot of props like that. That shit is yeah. tough. I was pretty angry. Um, my favorite verse is um, No Threat because I've always wanted to write about this block. It's um, it's, it's literally this block around the corner for me called Regent. And it's a true story and shit. And so when we were growing up, we used to be really scared to go on that block because we thought it was like kind of dangerous. It was like older kids that lived there, it was some fights. And so you, when you're a kid, you know, like you say, like everybody says, when they go back to their original home they grew up in, it's so much smaller because when they were a kid, they were they was smaller themselves, so the house was bigger. And then when they go back, when they're older, they're bigger, so the house was smaller. And I remember we used to exaggerate things in the hood. So if you heard about a fight or a shooting or something, you would think that, oh, there's mad shootings on that block. So I remember literally thinking there was cats on the rooftops, like snipers, like just shooting people as you walk down mm. that block. And the irony of that verse about being about that block is it literally was the easiest way to get to the ad, to get to Flappish Ave. It was, the, mm. it was like a block in the middle of having to walk all the way down the church ad, walk down and over if anybody's familiar with Flatbush, or walk all the way up to like even, maybe even Albemarle, but you just had to walk up another block mm. instead of just taking reason. Like logically, so if you just if you did like one of those map things, it would tell you go this way or whatever like mm-hmm. that. And we never did for years and years. We would always walk the long way. And I remember when I got older, I just said, "Fuck it, I'm not walking all the way around." There. I was home for like college break or something. That's how long the mist lasted. And I just walked there during the day and nothing happened. To me. And so when Zilla told told me Zilla wrote his verse first, and he was telling me his concept, I was like, "Yeah, I think I, I know about something like that. Like, what 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 do you what do you perceive as a threat?" And would actually um, manifest itself as such, mm-hmm. and so that's that's my words because I was able to pull that off. That's, that's what's up. All right, uh, Prem. Uh, for me, it's Three Man's Eve. Mm. Yes. You said it was gonna be. You said you're gonna be your summer. You said that last spring. What's that line you say? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, hold on, I wrote that down actually because I thought that was pretty great. You said, it last, is, you, uh, said this, you said last spring. You said about summer. your summer. Yeah. You said last spring. Yeah, day. you said you retired. What a bummer. Yeah, this this spring you said this was gonna be your summer or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about some people that we we might may or may not know, uh, yeah. who annoy me. <laughs> so. so many of them. Yeah, yeah. And I like that you you had the uh, never eat seafood when you're landlocked line in there too. You know, someone told me that 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 you should live by that rule, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? That's a damn good rule to live Wait, by. What's the rule? What is it? Never Don't eat, eat seafood, seafood when you're landlocked. Like if you yeah. live. Place it's not real, not weird near a body of water. Yeah, like we should. Be like we're good, we're good, we're good out here. We're good out here. But when you start yeah. traveling and like 
And then you look at that country, the shrimp gumbo's on special. Like, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. There's also certain days you're not supposed to eat seafood. Yeah, uh, right. Or Dane would say Monday. Monday. Yeah, Monday. 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 Like any specials on like Monday. Monday. Don't eat that. That was uh, sitting around in the queen. That was uh, Anthony Anthony Bourdain' rule. Yeah, Yeah. he said because Tuesday is delivery day. Monday is a day to get rid of everything. The yeah, specials yeah. Friday is Tuesday like, and Friday are market days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yep. I know that from working as a fishmonger. Hell yeah. There you go. Good yeah. knowledge. All right. Uh, see what you went with uh three man thief as well yeah. or oh well you okay. picked three man thief for Prem? Yeah. All right, I'll oh. pick um... well Castro didn't go yet. Oh, okay, go ahead. Castro go ahead. Um okay. Prem. I mean, I think also I mean it's probably it's probably crooked like Coulter. Word. Yeah, because that's I having like, fun. Yeah, that that one is so fucking insane, and he does like forty bars, but it doesn't even feel like a lot because he's just like bouncing back and forth. You know what I mean? He's like he's like I'm eating jackfruit. Thinking <laughs> about these rappers and how they rap cute. I should get some rap loot with a rap suit, or if I should get a rap suit with my rap loot, whatever it is. Yeah. It's yeah, like, man. It reminds me of like live version Prem. That's not yeah. like thoughtful and deliberate and suave and interesting and kind of gloomy but kind of smart and charming it's like hey i'm just fucking rapping this is great yeah it's great like that's how it's kind of the free it's kind of my freestyle persona for sure yeah like if i'm just like freestyle yeah yeah Yeah, that's my that's my vote word thanks y'all my joint is um odom because he kicks off the project and he does a lot of projects solo project and not and even shrapnel projects i usually kick them off so i like hearing in the first verse and then we have like a concept on Odom. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he he opens and closes the album. His voice. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that till till the till it came out and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually a sample opens and closes the album. You know what the fuck I mean. The rap voice. Hey, and Prem, what's your favorite verse of yours? Um I guess it's like uh, probably Supreme Rock, I think actually, because oh. yeah, I wasn't sure if it was gonna land. You know, Castor was kind of like um told me exactly what you know he thought i should do and i was like cool cool and i, I wasn't sure that like like the spirit of the, of the album isn't really that spirit you know so it's like right. am i gonna go to like like meandering poetic solo direction and yeah, i was that like was, that was nah, my concern too when Castro yeah. pitched me the idea and i heard the song i'm yeah. like how's this gonna fit I didn't think, a lot of credit goes to control the seven yeah and i didn't think it's gonna fit so I'm, I'm i'm happy to hear it in succession of the record and be like oh yeah that shit really yeah it really well. works well yeah, yeah. 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 I love control of seven because it's, it's pretty dramatic and um some of the dramatic beats and downturns prem was able to write to those yeah, and, yeah. Uh, i think yeah. it came out perfect all right zillaverse for me it's six foe huh. oh that's the last verse probably written for the record yeah would you say yeah um, uh, one of those one of some was the most recent I had heard anyone rap that was new to me. Uh, okay. Because six four was a late edition. We needed we needed. Don't know rap. don't know when you wrote it though. So yeah. I, I mean I'm down for anything that throws like a, a ghost face, you know, box in the hand and yeah. gun uh gun basketball gun brawlers lined up in yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Throw some D's on it. It's always like a a great line for me. <laughs> Checking off. We were at a point we didn't want to really go get more producer right. submissions because we already ran into that problem. So um six four actually me and Prem, like we told y'all earlier in the show, we had an actual kind of leftover from some shrapnel sessions. And 
Um, I don't know why I got cut, man. No, nah, the beat, the beat, the beat uh, wasn't up to up to snuff. We didn't have the the, the stems, and we had to re we had to remix the original beat, right? Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. So we had the original beat for the song. Yeah, it was a little story. Yeah, and we didn't have the stems for that. So we relayed it, me and Prem, over the new beat. It changed the tempo a little bit, not too much. It's always interesting when you have these stories about songs and we know about the originals and stuff. Then we pushed it to Zilla, like, yo, can this fit? Because it was actually dead on for the concept. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was on my way. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it would have stuck out too 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 much on Trapman. Yeah, yeah. So uh, on, that's why it was a very much an aesthetic choice. It fit today almost like a glove as opposed to fitting the new Trapman record. So we, we 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 pitched it to Z, and he was like, "Oh, I could put something on this." Yeah. And I was worried just because of the arrangement. I was like, "Well, do we, should we do another hook and all that stuff?" And Z said, "No, I got it. I took care." And all he he tied it in with his um ad lib at the end, saying the Snoop Biatch, and that tied it into the hook. Mm -hmm. And he went after another hook. We found I had another hook after um, Premsworth. So like the arrangement almost was like perfect when when Z filled it out. But originally the song was pretty raw and skeletal. I remember, yeah, because we, it, yeah, we had done it all another beat all together. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mine, mine would be, uh, uh, it was a grower. Um, it was no threat. Yeah, I. Uh, it's like there's wisdom in it, and I'm like, yeah, okay, because there's not a lot of that, uh, you know, kind of lyricism on the record. It's kind of, it's kind of, you know, we're just having a good time with that. But I was like, right. oh shit, like this actually. You know, yeah, it's a dope verse. yeah, it's obviously a very good technical verse, but I'm like, you kind of leave the karate and boxing. Yeah, shit. I didn't know. <laughs> I did. Not that it ever come to blows with us, but I. You don't now, want to. now, especially, I'm like, yeah. nah. <laughs> Thanks, man. You don't want that Cobra oh, Kai. Nah. <laughs> don't want that. Nah. Uh, like, um, it might not always be all of the lyrical content in the verse, but I really like. Zilla's performance of um, Empty Out the Register mm -hmm. included. Yeah. So he really How old was Jack? Out. How old was Jack when you wrote that? Seems like he was younger. Um well the the part of the song happened way before of him yeah, okay. choking Wait, on Cheerio. Yeah. It was only because he ate the, the apple cinnamon ones, which are hard yeah. to dissolve. All the time I was like, he's fine. I was like, those oh, are those are those are rough in it's general. A little, it's a little yeah. I have a friend that um um Prem knows this person too. And in recent, not recently, maybe within a year or something, their daughter hit their head. No, their son hit their head pretty bad. Like dropped out the hand. And and I and I just I, you know, I empathize with parents because he said it's just so hiring. You know what I'm saying? You want your kid just to be okay. What can you do? You have to get them checked out, you know, for right. certain things. And uh certain milestones and stuff that get hit and following the hand and all that. So I can just imagine, okay, even so though it's something small. Yeah. Here it is. I wrote, I wrote no threat January 10th, 2021. And what year was it about? What was the incident about? When, what year? Yeah, so my, my son at the time was five. So it was probably from when he was like two. Sure. Um, but the saddest part about this, yeah, I wrote it four days before Shell's passed. Oh, Damn. Yeah. That's why I said me and Shell's up early text. Ah, right, right. Yeah. Right. And then the next note I have in my, my studio book is the next thing I wrote and recorded was Ode Raekwon, and that was the day he passed. Jesus. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he died on my daughter's birthday. We had just finished eating cake, and I got the call. It's like, oh. Fuck. And how long you were just, you were just visiting him, too, right? That's yeah, probably like three months before I was hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah. he he I I told him I put him on the song, but he didn't. I don't know if he if he had a chance to hear it, but I told him, and he was like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna be on a record crew album." <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, he was excited. Yeah. I put him on. He's on um, he's on Raheem. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 yeah that's oh, Stanford and Sunrise. Yeah, yeah. Stanford and Sunrise. Yeah. That's on Raheem still. 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 Yeah, he kills that joint. Yeah, and I remember, yeah, and it typical uh, shells. He, I asked him for something a certain length, and he sent me like four versions to pick from. Yeah, that's about right. Damn. Yeah. All right, so let's jump into favorite guest verse. Oh wait, um, that, wait, do you want me to say my favorite verse? Oh, I thought you did already. I'm sorry. Uh, my bad. I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just looking through my book. Um, my my favorite verse of mine, I would probably. I probably go Odom. Odom is my Odom. favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I kind of came up with the idea like that left hand, because yeah. I'm not a lefty, but I had like that idea. The left hand does this, the right hand does that. And then once I pitched it to everybody, they were like, oh, fuck yeah. And yeah. Prem, Prem somehow got his verse done first. And then I was like, oh, okay. I heard it. I was like, oh, okay. Word? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Okay. So rare occasion, my verse. I think I did my verse last. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. There you go. That's my verse. All right. So favorite guest verse. For me, it's Reef. Hmm. I mean, Cha Cha Slide Alone line is just amazing. Doof, doof, doof. The doof, 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 doof shit. Yeah. The raw man. You're doing the raw man. <laughs> really good verse. Um, yeah. My, mine, mine's Alaska's. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because it, it's yes. when I remember I got it and I was like, everything you said, like pulled me into a, a very specific era that I, I wasn't alive for all of it, but through TV and getting to know you and just, you know, experiencing things, I feel like I know all those things, but how you just ripped them all into pieces, like, and just arrange it, even saying like, like the other day, I just, I just kept saying your line in my head out of nowhere where you're like, you know, um, Mr. Robinson's neighbors, Cliff Robinson blazers. <laughs> like that just stayed with me. I like that little part. So, yep. That's what's up. Bumping a sign unique. That's stupid. The MCM Dapper Dan customized Jeep. <laughs> yeah, I already said it. I said it to you and online. So it's it's reverse on Adam Keith. I like. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, yeah, it's got a because you also like when you uh, when you initially begin the phase of like recording. I I actually heard that song super late because I'm not on it. So I was I didn't have to approve anything. So I was like, oh shit, this is and it's just like I just really like the the fact that we did these sort of songs where it's like one member, two artists. Yeah. You know, we kind of, you know, division of labor like that. It turned out really well on this one for sure, man. So and and I reef right up there with you, you know? It's yeah, just yeah. like reef goes off on that shit. Yeah. Um, so to let the listeners in on like little secrets. So sometimes when you're formulating a song in your head, you imagine it to be a certain way. And a lot of times songs don't meet that imagination. But there's very rare times where actually the song, when it comes through the master, or you got the features, or you got a remix party, change the drums, whatever you did to try to get it as close as you as you imagine it as you could. When that song comes out and it sounds exactly as you imagine it, it's one of the greatest feelings in the world. And I, yeah. I implore it. Uh, it's hard because you have a lot of artists anywhere to perform. When that imagination and that reality click, 
it's like it's almost it's like fireworks going on the brain. You're so happy. I remember I, I jumped through the roof when me and Prem got the first first mixes of uh, uh, Ghostface Targaryen. Mm-hmm. Match to be a certain way, and Green took it. And when Green got it, it wasn't that way, and it was actually a totally different way, y'all. Yeah, it was all a totally different. And yeah. Green, might have touched to it and I was like oh my god it's exactly and it was actually a movement he made with the beat arrangement because he had all the stems that I didn't tell him to do that I wanted him to do mm. I mean Prem's verse people know and it and it happened and I was like oh my fucking god so long story short sorry that's what happened with me and casual's verse when we got casual and we, we handled the business angle of it and we would in line get his verse and we were getting updates I knew it had the potential to sound this way. And I didn't even know we were going to put the verse first. I think that was Villa's idea with the arrangement. And when I, we got the verse, I said, oh my God, this is exactly how, like, I imagine would lay on beat, how he might do some twang stuff. Like, there was, there was options in my imagination that I wanted him to, to hit off, and he hit everything. And it was, it was amazing verse. So that's, that's my favorite work. Just came out just like how I imagined. Yeah, that's just beautiful. All right, final question. Favorite beat on the record? Oh, shit. Uh, it can only be one. Re- real quick, just to go back to what Prem was asking about six foe. I recorded that in August 2021. So that was the last thing. Mm. Yeah. Had a feeling. Yeah. And we spent a, a lot feeling. of time just arranging vocals after that, pulling everything in. Anyway, um, favorite beat? I know what mine is. I got it. Go ahead. And there's no disrespect to Smalls or whatever. Oh, I love Smalls. And the, the irony is Smalls, all of his um, contributions weren't there at first. We had gotten, we were doing the beat pattern. We knew Smalls could, you know, we, we actually left Smalls to be last to touch him in because we kind of could direct him or ask him for stuff we needed and we wanted him to fulfill that. And we were so, um, we had made a decision early on not to have Smalls produce the whole thing. And, um, when we got Smalls, he actually was the glue for the project because the beats were really probably kind of disparate when we had them all in different corners of our computers and stuff, whether we had lyrics written to them or not. But then we got the small submissions, the interlude included, and it just tied the whole project together. So big up to Smalls. He definitely was the glue. Um, but my favorite beat is, um, what's the beat at the end? Prem's beat on Three Man Thieves. Oh, double? Yeah. That was going to be my fine. pick, you motherfucker. Yeah, that's Fine's double. Yeah, that's a Fine's double. I was gonna say yeah, the same shit. There's, there's a, you guys should, you should, uh, you guys should uh, definitely hit him up. Hit him up for some beats. Yeah, yeah. He, he did a great project called Floatar. He just recently dropped. Yeah. Floatar is and, it's a good, it's a good project. Yeah, really good. Yeah. And he, um, and not only Prem's part, but after Prem goes, we put some samples at the end, and the beats are doing some crazy shit. Yes. And I'm glad that we we stretched out the, um, the length of what we were doing the song because otherwise we would probably have to cut it or fade it or whatever like that. Nah. So we were able to use it. And so I really yeah. like... Um, you, know, you know what that beat reminds me of? That Just that beat? It reminded me of like Labor Day's era Blockhead. Mm. When he was yeah. making like dark moody shit, but it was banging too where you didn't really... Whether, however you felt about Aesop at the time, you couldn't front on like Flash Flood. You know, you can't yeah, front on that beat. Rock. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's like, there's layers and movements to stuff he's doing. It's yeah, yeah, I like that. Hundred percent. So. That was gonna be Word. my pick. But. He'll be happy to hear that. Yeah, good dude. But also, I do. I really like Control the Seven's contribution. Just as, as far as like, 
its uniqueness and how it rounded out the, um, the beat selections and, and what right. turned it over. So yeah, that one too. All right. Well, any that's, other ones you want to pick? That's my favorite beat on the record. So I'll 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 throw my pick over to Castro. That's my favorite pick on the uh, controller seven beat. Word. Supreme Rock is right. my favorite Alaska, beat. Don't let, don't let Zilla Sour call out Copeland. Yeah, Alaska, do you like? How about Odom Crooked Leg Black Rock and uh, Six Foot? You want to pick those too? I, I do like those, but if I have to pick one favorite, <laughs> thank you, Alaska, for being the reasoning. That's all right. I, I'm more than happy to uh, to to. Give well, real quick, this, this whole trend started when, when we reposted the summer, the summer song episodes. Yeah, it started back then. Where we were like, all right, pick your 10 best cash. Like, well, here's my four honorable mentions. I'm going to go with these. We were like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> one honorable mention at most like times. And then I'll... You had one honorable mention and then two, like, dark I have to mention, I wanted to make, make the record. Uh, yep. Yeah. Oh and, and one cool. and one footnote. <laughs> And oh, I forgot. One addendum, three addendums, and then this song reminds me of these other three songs that we should also include. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge is vast. Um, pun, in, uh, pun intended. Oh my God. You're yeah. price. Prime, what's what's your number one beat? Damn, it's like a black rock and roll. I think. Um, I, yeah, I was like, I mean, I guess the question would be like, some of these are like pretty, like. To listen to you know mm -hmm. like i feel like yeah. no threat is like it's a real kind of lush interesting thing to hear but i remember i had that for the longest time and i was like you guys go right. so it's like i did really like that beat but at the same time i didn't rap on it so it's like how much could i really have liked that beat you know so right. i think black i've been black rock and roll it's kind of like it's a, like alaska was saying it's a real tone setter um minimalist in, in some ways and fucking kicks with that uh, I'm gonna go empty out the register. Doom, doom. Is that Algernon? Yeah, because like I remember yeah, when I right. heard it and just the way it moved, and I was like trying to he's in London, out, like, right? where to land on it. He's yeah. definitely in the UK. I don't know if London is for sure, but he's yeah, yeah. shouts to him. Because when I heard it, I just I just love like the it reminded me of like like a like a Mad Lib joint where it's like a sample from a country that I have never been to and don't know well. Yeah, but it just like it, zaps it was like, uh, it was like a lyricist lounge, like something on there. They they they, they got like three MCs to, to hop on. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. And I was just like, I just was driving. Oh, I remember driving. Yeah, I, remember, I just remember like playing it, driving, being like, I looked down, like, yo, I'm going 80 miles an hour, like playing this shit, like, goddamn, like just yes. trying to think of something. It's a sleeper for sure. Yeah, I love yeah. it. It's just it's just like really interesting and cool, and there's there's so many places you can go with it. You know what I mean? Like, and then when when Prem hopped on it towards the end, and then he's he's like pick, picking his spots and moving around, and like Fat Boy, like vote, you know, put the vocals like layering it out, and it's crazy. Yeah, there's just so much happening. It's just a really Robin like hectic government song. officials. Yeah, that's a wild choice. So, shouts to Algernon. All right, so there we go. I think we did, we did it. it. We uh, we hit the two hour mark. True. Wow, this is gonna be we hard in the paint. It'll be a lot of Patreon yeah. parts for this. Yeah. And then uh yeah, anything you guys want to promote on our way out? Um as of today, I'm not sure when this is gonna air to the public, but we got five cop copies of the tapes left. That's it. They're gone. Five? Five. Yeah. They're well, gone. And they really they really are. There's handsome. handsome. They are. Yeah. It's a handsome tape. Yeah, they look really dope. Yeah. yeah. Uh Alaska's gonna have a tape player and he bought a tape. How about that? Yeah. 
doesn't even fucking play. Does the show? Lasko doesn't support shit. Yeah. Unless it's a t-shirt. He's a t-shirt. Oh, he gets a t-shirt. Big t-shirt, man. Um, yeah, so there's Shame, but uh, yeah, not except for dope. So yeah, and Sorry, may, maybe dog. thirty CDs left, and then out they'll be done. And then um, vinyl still in the pipeline. So if you're holding out for vinyl, we we appreciate it. Yeah, you should hope hoping for an update on that as we talk. You know, hopefully soon. Um, me and so we got that. Castro got a shrapnel coming real soon, you man. We got bumped up. We got That's crazy. Bumped up. Who gets bumped That's, up anymore? I don't know. That's dope. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell them on here. You want to tell them? Yeah, I mean, it's what's going to get mad. I don't know. We should be people ready. Like, you know, uh, it, is, it is customary, you know, time limit. It is the customary time. August 19th, right? August 19th. Wow. I know. It's a month away. Yeah, I mean, you should. I feel like you need to start telling people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's gonna be August by the time this shit drops. Yeah, you're right. We, you're get, right. we, get, we get strict marching orders sometimes. So we got um, we got a we got a video in the pipeline to be done by then for sure, and then probably a bigger kind of a bigger budgeted video that we're gonna work on after that. Um, probably nice. in the meantime, but yeah, yeah our, our direction is our direction is is insane. I can attest to that. Yes, yeah, I, I can. It's gonna it's gonna reproduce really well, I think. So nice. Are you doing t-shirts? Yeah, I think yeah, so, right? Man. We're doing shirts. Yeah, I got something. Yeah, we're doing shirts. I, we haven't discussed that in, in full, but yeah, I think that's happening for sure. That's so, what's up. Yeah. Flames. Cool. Hyped, hyped, hyped. I think people will be it'll be interesting the features and stuff, like when it's listed. You know, oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, man. Won't be what you expect, I think. It's that's what's happening. They got the guy from uh, Third Eye Blonde. <laughs> Goo Goo Dolls manager and Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> they made uh, original illustrators back. Yeah. Do you guys remember? Uh, Cot- do you guys remember Cottonmouth Kings? Well, oh yeah, no, of course. We, yeah. we got we got two of them on the two record. of them. Wow, they're two. like dead. Two of the Yo, kings. You know, you know what I love about the NHL? The NHL for years just really held on to the Cotton Eye Joe as the in in game music. Like they would always oh. play Cotton Eye Joe. Phenomenal. Yankee Stadium still does that shit. They still do. Wow. Yeah, they still do. And it, it's also like, I don't know if you know that Andy Grammer song, like that, oh no, honey, I'm good. Like, uh, it was like this big pop song. I don't know because my daughter liked it. Your it's head, the, the way you're song. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, know I, know, I, know, I, know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I kind of look like I realize it in my screenshot, like in my kid's room with like the lights and the pink ceiling, I kind of look like yeah. a cam girl. <laughs> uh, have you seen the movie Cam? I did, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of right that's now. A whole, like the same like, light that's motif. a like, tonal, like, tonal, like, structure. Ring light reflected in your eyeglasses. That, that, yeah, that makes right? it up. Yeah. Circle ring light. Just hold up, like, Canada, like, four loco and, like, just hold. I just need to hold, like, <laughs> take off my shirt and hold the teddy bear in front of me. <laughs> you can take it, like, talk about, an hour, talk bro. About, you leave about 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 head tie. Talk about head tie. Anime. Talk about head tie and yeah. anime. You'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> Can put on my Sailor Moon outfit. Oh All right, All right. <laughs> we're coming up with two great ideas. It's Squall uh, Our Culture, Curly Cash Show, Zilla Rocker, Alaska. We had the great Prem Rock here with us. Small oh, always small. a pleasure. Small pro always between panhandling missions. Yeah, the there you go. <laughs> Selling CDs. Back to oranges. The waters and oranges. Yo, y'all like hip hop? Yeah. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> hustle <laughs> beats. Hustle oh, beats. Got Nichols. a cardboard sign that says veteran. Petty Cab. He has an article about his pickle um, dynasty. He is officially the king of pickles in Connecticut. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, damn, I might have to order some pickles. He's like, he's he's plant. he's out and about like every every weekend at these like uh, farmers markets. Yeah, yeah. he's can't go pickles in Connecticut. It's finally made it. it. Finally, got an honest line of work. Gave up this hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We great. We 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 thank y'all for joining us tonight. Yeah, um, thanks. It's pretty Play cool. Album. It's pretty cool how like I know like I'd say at least seventy percent of your listeners from like Twitter, and it's like you know what I mean. Maybe even like closer to like eighty, or, yeah. or you know, and they're just like it's become like a community. It's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah man. So, shout out to our listeners. Yeah. Shout, shout out to our Patreons. Yeah. Shout out to the cultist. The cargo. The cultist. Cultist. Thank you. Yeah. The show. And I'm out now. Yeah. Peace. Careful Peace. that heat, guys. Yeah. yeah. Friendship is ruined. He always said loyalty was priceless. Now it costs $500, and we ain't been right since. I'm just a storyteller, telling stories that's sad and funny. Not a legacy artist, I was never shit in my 20s. <laughs> Still wild hungry, coming for your country. New balance on Quay Comfy. Shouts to good footwear for the Asian foot. Fruit. Day before last. Atlas stopped shrugging, put his foot down once, Tupac stopped thugging. Who shot your root chakra, then shot your cousin? Shot up Frank Castle, then the skull starts to punish. Under falling bridges, smoking pound cakes in London. Once craving summoned, then the bad will go hunting. Yellow king mask in a car, close a landscape. Barboodle space bar, variants at gate. Mad Loki votes, so a variant can save face. For a taste, wreck dream, Marion gets made. City goes dark, then a Sutherland will get paid. Ixnay, Mr. Fix it, and he fixed it's in play. Iverson will sit when he tricked Olympic gunplay. Shot too many blanks, Larry Nix, then he young guns play. Bronny Mellow piss, Brown Pacino giving Sunday. Next team redeemed, gold reclaimed, Jiru one day. It ain't my fault you mix foundation with a jilted cause Got your flowers, however wilted inside a splinted bars Pen the epic yoga mesh and moleskin stickers peeling off I never eat seafood when I'm landlocked Forty time ungodly, best to double check that hand clock Treat my 16 like a pro day Oh, you don't say. Turn down that Coldplay, boost up the Herbie Hancock. Disciples of Ish Butler, who never skips up or click a couple of sick puppers. Aware of my list, but I didn't stutter. 
Switch accounts to different ones to bitch under. Heard you quit as a bummer, but in the spring you said this is your summer. Unpaid debts hang around like Spanish moss. Unfinished projects swaddle you inside a damage clause. Part of me, troops, things like Portuguese man of war. Sedale thinly veiled threat. As for your movement, it's ran its course. I'll tap your jaw in congealed blood colored vans. Band with this fool can't lend another hand. Already dead and engraved up my beige colored hands.